This is the Barbecue Central Show Archives. The Barbecue Central Show airs live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices and a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit them online at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by Big Papa Smokers, creators of fabulous rubs, online retailer of grills, accessories, apparel, and creators of their own barbecue contests. Visit them online at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, creators of injections and rubs, sweeping the nation, doing well in competitions and in the backyard. You can visit them at ButcherBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Call 440-943-2700 and use key term Barbecue Brother when you talk to Steve. Or visit them online at StephenDeFranco.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the best pellet grills you can get on the market today. Varying sizes, not only for your capacity of cooking, but for your budget as well. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com for more information. And by El Diablo Mustard. Looking for a little bit of heat and flavor and regular old yellow mustard? El Diablo has you covered. Six different flavors to choose from currently. And you can find them at LDiabloMustard.com. And by CookingPellets.com. Have a pellet-driven cooker? Why not try out some of the best pellets on the market? And will not void any of your warranties, by the way. CookingPellets.com is the website. And by CookShack, a premier manufacturer of electric and pellet-driven cookers, giving barbecue classes located in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Always running some kind of a special deal. Check them out at CookShack.com. Hi, this is Scott Grigna from Fairfax, Vermont, also known as Scotty DQ, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. Uh, this is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Having a heavy board here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a call on a phone or some soft phone device if you have it. 216-220-0966. You can also email the show if you want. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. You also have the option of just laying back and enjoying the show for the premier content and entertainment value that will bring you over these next 120 minutes or so. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about... 
13 minutes from now, a monthly guest. It is a second Sunday of a new month, and you know what that means, folks. It's got to be Meathead, Golden. Got to be Meathead. And tonight, we are talking mainly, I mean, who knows? As soon as the segments start, the gloves are off. Outlines have been burned. Kids have been forced undercover. And the 'er ne'er-do-wells have been chased out into the weeds. Uh, Much like uh, whatever we might be ending up talking about tonight. But the idea or the topic of the show is indeed pizza. So if you are a fan of pizza, and who's not? I love pizza more than probably most people. Especially on the grill, you're going to want to tune in to the next couple segments we have with Meathead. And then coming up in the second hour, there is a television show out there right now doing famous, famously well on the... Uh, oh. I want to say it's the Travel Channel? I think so. American Grilled Newest Victor. And to the victors go the spoils. And by the spoils, I mean showing up on a crummy internet barbecue and grilling show. Clint Cantwell, pitmaster of Smoke in the Eye, creator of SmokeIntheEye.com, the blog, editor-in-chief of Grilling.com. Man, he's a legend. Current legend. Uh, Clint Cantwell will be joining us at 10.14. And uh, then at 10.35... You know, over the over the the genesis of the live show, the date on a Tuesday has been September 11th. However, tonight is September 9th, uh, but in two days, September 11th will uh, make its return to the calendar. And uh, if it has anything near, you know, even if it didn't, could it be on Saturday? I'd still be doing it. Uh, we're gonna have our uh, yearly. September 11th uh, Remembrance segment. Uh, So if you have uh, a thought or um, a recollection or, you know, whatever it has to do with September 11th, 2001, uh, this is the time of the year that uh, I do my very minuscule part in making sure that anybody that listens to the show does not forget what happened you know, now uh, almost 13 years ago. So that is going to be your show. Meathead for an hour, Clint Cantwell, September 11th uh, segment to round out the show. If you want to jump in, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Make your Facebook posts, your tweets, your social media type postings that the show's on. If you want to send them to the video partner of the show, OutdoorCookingChannel.com, the place to do it. You can catch a live video feed of the show happening right now if you're listening to it audibly. If you're listening to it audibly, maybe you're listening to it on the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. Maybe you're listening through um, the uh, iTunes, uh, Apple TV, and the radio section. There's Barbecue Central Radio right there in the radio uh, for iTunes. Um, maybe you're listening to it or watching it through Roku. Download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app in the Roku app store, and there's a live stream feed right there. And don't forget, you can subscribe to this show, Audible Replays, on iTunes. 
It's the most popular way. I do have a YouTube channel that you can see scrolling on the lower third here. Outdoor Cooking Channel obviously has all the video replays as well. So as I say each and every week, never any reason you should ever miss anything on this show. Not even a little bit. Ever. Or what have you. All right. uh, This is new. This is exciting. New in the fact that it just sprung up here over the course of the last few days. Um, Last year, you would recall... With the help of uh, Mr. Marks over there um, with Outdoor outdoor uh, Operation Barbecue Relief. Gave away, we raffled off, was it two tickets or, I forget exactly how it went down, but we had a raffle for Hog with a Heart. And uh, Stan Hayes, Executive Director and Co-Founder of Operation Barbecue Relief, has gotten in touch with me and said they would like to raffle off one ticket to the Hog with a Heart barbecue class that goes on October 3rd at the American Royal. So just like last year, uh, you can win a free ticket. You have to be able to get yourself there. This is the second annual Hog with a Heart, 2014 American Royal, Kansas City, Missouri, October 2nd through October 5th. If you want to learn to cook ribs, both spare and baby back, like a pro, how about learning the secrets to cooking whole shoulders or pork butts? Would you like to watch the presentation prep of Whole Hog for a hog contest? Come learn from some of the top pitmasters in the country. Three barbecue bucket list opportunities. Thursday, October 2nd, you have the 2014 Attend the Hog Prep. Friday, October 3rd, which I believe is what this ticket is for, is uh, the Baby Back and Spare Rib, Butt Shoulder, and More. Guest speaker, hog presentation prep, and review includes goodie bag, and uh, information, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Friday, October 3rd. It's a $275 value tonight. We will be raffling off tickets for 25 bucks. So if you have 25 bucks and you want to get in, PayPal it over to me. Greg at com is the PayPal address. And uh, a $25 ticket could get you a $275 class. 200 and $75 class for the Friday, October 3rd's one-day class on ribs, uh, baby back and spares, butt shoulders, and more. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. So if there's only one entrant, who's do- and all that money that I get will be donated uh, right to Operation Barbecue Relief, post-haste. And uh, we will run it through, let's see, it's uh, October. So let's give it a week, I guess. Let's go through, give it a week. Uh, we'll hold open the raffle. You go and PayPal me 25 bucks, And then in a reference line, just put Hog with a Heart or Operation Barbecue Relief Raffle or whatever you know, just so I can make sure that I'm allotting it properly. And uh, then we'll see how it all shakes out. Next Tuesday, we will hold the drawing for the raffle and uh, see exactly who gets the lucky ticket. So a $25 investment. And really, it's not an investment. You're just giving $25 to Operation Barbecue Relief, um, which has garnered insane recognition for the amount of work that they do in disaster time. Tornado hits, natural disaster hits. They mobilize. They're feeding thousands of meals. They're there for days and weeks until really it's not needed anymore. And uh, then they're off to to remobilize and do it all again when nature unfortunately calls, and it does every year. Operation Barbecue Relief. So thanks to Stan Hayes for the ticket. And again, all you have to do is PayPal me 
25 bucks. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. $25. Reference Hog with a Heart or Outdoor uh, or Operation Barbecue Relief Raffle. And uh, we will see how many entrants we get. And remember, the fewer the entrants, the better your chance of winning the raffle. And uh, the only thing that you have to do is make sure that you get yourself there. That's the only thing that this doesn't cover. You get to attend everything else on August 3rd. Uh, as far as the prep, the class, the hang with top pit masters in the industry. It's a great cause. If you're going to be out there hanging out, taking in the wares of the American Royal, uh, why not chip off 25 bucks to a great organization in Operation Barbecue Relief and potentially win in a, a great day of learning how to make your ribs and, and pork products in general better from some of the top pit masters out there. Have any questions, email me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Thanks to Stan Hayes once again for that. All right, before we get to Meathead, let me talk to you about Cook Shack, the sportsman special running for the next three weeks. Need an idea for fishing or hunting enthusiasts? How about a Cook Shack electric smoker? Now until September 26th, you can save up to $120 with our Sport 14 special. Purchase a residential smoker and receive a free set of jerky rods and cold smoke baffle. Smoker models with this special include the SM009, the SM025, the SM045, and the SM066. The jerky rods, part numbers are PM, like Papa Mike 006, and PM, Papa Mike 010. The cold smoke baffle part is part number PA, like Papa Alpha 020, and PA, Papa Alpha 024. Enter the promo code SPORT14 when you check out online at cookshack.com or call and speak to one of the friendly folks at Cookshack. Call them toll-free, 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. This, valid, or this offer is not valid with any other discount or promotion. Smokehead, the Smokehead Elite, the Super Smokehead Elite, and the AmeriQ are the electric smokers that make it easy to add real wood smoke to your foods. They are inexpensive to operate, energy efficient. You'll love smoking jerky. You will love how easy these stainless steel jerky rods are to use. Hang jerky strips on the rods that fit the smoker's side racks. Prepare smoked cheese, lock style sand, steaks to finish on the grill, and more when you use the stainless steel cold smoke baffle. Turns the smoker into a cold smoking machine. For instructional videos on how to operate the units, the jerky rods, and the cold smoke baffle, check out the Cook Shack YouTube channel or the cooking guide on the Cook Shack website. Again, that's cookshack.com. Sport 14 is the promo code to either tell when you call at 800-423-0698 or when you check out outline at cookshack.com. That's sport, S-P-O-R-T-1-4. Don't delay. Order today so you can get smoking. Cook Shack is smoking made simple. Thanks to Cook Shack for their continued support of the show. Take advantage of that now. My dad has a smokehead. He has the jerky rods. And let me tell you something firsthand. Some of the best jerky ever. Nay. Best jerky ever. Yes. You want the best jerky ever? Get a smoke or get a cook shack, a smokehead, get the jerky rods. Don't delay. Sport 14. Meathead up next.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right. We are back to one six two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com is the email address if you uh, see fit. Uh, joining me now, the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website, forum, and whatever else he's got going on over there at amazingribs.com. Ladies and gentlemen, might I interest you in a piece of pie? I mean, meathead gold one, everybody. No, 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 no. It's a pizza head tonight. And, uh... Is it is it time I got to check my Apple Watch and see if it's time to be on the Greg Rampey show? Uh, meet the head. Welcome to a Barbecue Central. Uh, and yeah. let me tell you, you have the gabagol and the scungil on your head? Yeah, yeah. I got all the, the everything up here. And uh, I got the prototype of the new uh, Apple Watch here, too. That's a very important piece. How you get at that, Meathead? Uh, I, I, I know people at Apple. Uh, uh, look at me when I'm talking. You know <laughs> people, right? This is what we say when we're talking. We know people, right? Yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a funny story about that. My, my Italian-American wife, uh, her, uh, her brother lives on the south, lived on the south side of Chicago and uh, knows a lot of people. And one day somebody stole the hubcaps off his car. And he was very upset. And the next day, they were returned. Really? Yeah. All I right. Watch you out. No people to have that happen. Yeah, you got to know people. By the way, Meathead, I'm sorry to do this. Uh, but this portion of the Barbecue Central show is brought to you by uh, the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. You're familiar with this thing, right? Meathead, oh, Sam's yeah. Club. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 31 cities, a half a million cash to be won, eternal bragging rights. It's coming really soon. The whole thing will be coming to an end. The next Sam's event is this Saturday, September 13th, in one of the <coughs> birthplaces of barbecue, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, that is a local event that will feed in the Midwest City, Oklahoma regional final that will take place on September 20th, which is uh, that following week, and that will close out all of the regional finals set to have the final the weekend after that, September 27th, in the home of Sam's Club, which is... Do you know? Meathead? Oh! uh, 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 Benton, Benton, Arkansas? Bentonville, Arkansas, that's right. That's right. Um, so obviously tonight we're going to be talking about tuna casserole, uh, from what's on your head. Um, I have to tell you, and I sent you a email, uh, last month, the next day after you were on, you're obviously on the second Tuesday of every month, creativeamazingribs.com. And uh, I forget exactly who it was. Maybe it was a Blake Moody or somebody like that was like, I have been asking and asking for a meathead pizza segment. What is up with this? And I said, Hey. Ask and thou shall receive. And I'm a big fan of pizza on the grill. Ah. And I think especially over the last two or three years, there have been implements that have hit the market to really take advantage of the interest of doing pizza on the grill. So uh, you were more than kind to allow a pizza segment when we could be talking about so much other worldly items in the world of barbecue and grilling. This is great, right? Pizza's wonderful oh, stuff. And, so and, and let's begin by dispelling the myth that it's junk food. For crying out loud, I mean, you've got bread 
you've got vegetables, you've got cheese. I mean, this is a this is a balanced diet, all on a slice. Yeah. Um, uh, some fast food pizzas may be junky, but a good homemade pizza is is great barbecue. All right, so where is the best place to start when we talk about pizza? We could be, we should, I mean, we could probably spend two segments on uh, flour. If you're going to make the dough yourself, that could be probably a whole segment on its own. And uh, making your own dough versus buying uh, the bobbly style pizza shells that are already made. And uh, we can go from there. So, you know, uh, it's, it all has to start with some type of a base, right? Let's start with the dough, because I think that's what really differentiates the many styles of pizza. That's now, right. I've actually tried to categorize. People who know me will know that I'm goofy in this way. I tried to create a list of category of the different types of pizzas. Now, I mean, there's an infinite variety of toppings and everything, but when you try to figure out, okay, well, there's a New York pizza, there's a Chicago pizza... There's a Neapolitan pizza. There's a Roman pizza. What is it that really differentiates them? It's really the dough. It's really the crust. You can vary the toppings, but it's the crust that differentiates them. And I got to tell you, I have fear of flour. I always have. I'm meathead. I'm not pizza head. Oh, actually, maybe I am. But uh, (laughs) um, um, I have gradually overcome some of my fear of flour, especially when it comes to making pizzas. My wife taught me a Roman-style pizza dough, and I've got that recipe on the website. And to get ready for this show tonight, since we've been talking about pizza for a while, I've been working on pizza. I've been really um, – I, I have a test kitchen chef that works with me now five days a week, and he and I have been pounding the dough. And uh, Also, you're really- working on pizza, correct? <laughs> uh, uh, Speaking of dough, I heard you speak earlier uh, about uh, Operation Barbecue Relief. That's right. And last month, you were kind enough to uh, ask me about my new Pitmaster Club on AmazingRibs.com. That's and right. 5% of the uh, income from Pitmaster Club goes to OBR. We are now giving them 500 bucks a month. All right. And uh, I am really honored and pleased to be supporting that venture this way. And I hope it goes up. Um, but, um, okay, starting with the dough. Um, uh, there's, um, I'm going to be very broad and general, and I, when I say of a Roman-style dough, there's really no definitive Roman style, but when you talk about the Neapolitan style, there actually is a, deify- a, a, a definitive style. There's, a, there's actually the pizza police in N- Naples um, where you are regulated as to what can go in your pizza dough because the Naples pizza is such an icon and they have an association and if you don't make it according to their method you can't be in the association and they won't promote you and you'll probably die a horrible death and they'll find you at the bottom of the Adriatic Ocean. Really? Adriatic Sea. Uh, Yeah, and this association is so big there's actually affiliates in the United States, many of them in fact. Um, and uh, so that, that's a good place to start because um, modern pizza probably began, I mean, they've been making pizza for centuries, uh, my research teaches me, going back to Greek and Roman times, um, uh, possibly early pizzas were made on the inside of a shield, 
you know, you've got your military shield, you got the round thing, you take the dough, you lay it down, you put it over the uh, campfire, and uh, there's not a lot of time for it to rise, so you've got this flatbread. And then you start putting stuff on top of it, you know, like uh, the Visigoths, and, <laughs> you know, and uh, you, you've got yourself a pizza. And uh, that's probably, you know, somewhat, somewhat how it started. And, uh, but the Neapolitan style is the simplest of all. It's just flour water, yeast, and salt, and nothing else. And in fact, if you add anything else, like olive oil, you're out of the association. Now, let me ask you something. How do you have to submit uh, dough every day? Like, you know, a rabbi would come over to make sure everything is kosher, <laughs> and, you know, you, got, you can only use certain things, or you can't use certain things to make sure that it's kosher. Is this something similar where you would have a, a judge come over? Oh, I tasted the olive oil. You're out of the system. Uh, yeah, they, I'm sure they have inspectors. Wow, that's It's that's pretty easy crazy. to tell. I mean, a Neapolitan-style dough is really easy to taste and tell. It's a very light, fluffy dough. It's crispy on the bottom, um, but it's light and fluffy. Um, I sent you some pictures. Forgive yep. me, Greg and audience, if there's a little stumbling over the pictures. You know, I like to show pictures. Yep. I had a hard drive crash today. Fortunately, I'm backed up. But I did send you the pizza margarita. And so if yep. you can find the pizza margarita, yeah, 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 that's yeah. your classic Neapolitan pizza. Uh, that's one of them. Yep. That's my homemade. And there's another one called pizza margarita under P. And that's oh, a um, God, that looks uh, one. Yeah, that's gorgeous, isn't it? Um, that's um, uh, made it a uh, um, one of the um, official Neapolitan pizza uh, membership, and it's just flour, water dough, done in the the huge pizza ovens. Yeah. And 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 so the concept is, and I, I may ramble as I usually do. The the hardest thing about getting pizza right, either indoors or out is getting what I call simultaneous pizzagasm. And that is getting the bottom and the top cooked together yeah. at the same time. It's really easy to burn the snot out of the bottom um, or and undercook the top. And if you've got sausage on the top and you undercook it, you have a health hazard. So it, it takes a little practice, just like all other forms of barbecue, to dial in your equipment and get it down pat so you want to start with a very simple pizza like the pizza margarita, which is pretty much just um, the tomato sauce, um, a fresh uh, mozzarella, like a buffalo mozzarella, a fresh mozzarella, and basil. I like a little more basil than that, but uh, uh, that's a classic margarita pizza. And they get it hot enough so that it blisters and blackens. And um, I think I sent you, um, let's see if I sent you an underside. Um, if you find John's New York pizza. All right, give me one second. Yeah, I'm sorry. I normally number them for you, Greg, but uh, I didn't get to do that today. It was, I had a terrible day. There's a, that's a New York pizza. Yeah. The, the typical thing about New York pizza is it's foldable. Now, there's oil in the dough. There's no oil in a Neapolitan dough. And, it, and it's foldable, and it's very simple. It, 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 it's got that mozzarella not the not the buffalo mozzarella. It's got a regular um, grocery store type mozzarella that's like one molecule from plastic, and it's it stretches and you get the long stringy stuff. But look at the bottom is what I want yeah. to show you. The classic pizzas have charring on the bottom, and there's this fine line between charring and burning, 
and, um, and, and you've got to learn to walk that line and how to get there. Um, every grill is going to do differently. I actually prefer my gas grills um, for doing pizza um, because you have more temperature control. And my setup typically, by the way, the dough recipes, I have a good um, Neapolitan recipe, and it's very close to the classic, and a good Roman recipe, which has oil in the dough. And the oiled dough is a little crunchier. It makes it a little thinner. It's not as poofy. Uh, and it's um, a thinner crust. Um, both of them work really well. And I'll have, and I got them up on the website just today, or the Neapolitan one just went up today, um, in honor of this show. Um, but um, uh, the, um, the, 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 with the gas grill, I've learned that you want to use a stone. I, I, I've had very good luck with a metal pan. You can use a metal pan, but a stone is better if you can get one. And nowadays, stones are made differently than they used to be. They used to be just clay, but now they're made from a special refractory material, which is a heat-resistant, um, and it absorbs heat and holds heat um, so that you can put cold dough on it and it doesn't phase it. Um, and they pour this stuff in a liquid fashion into a mold, and it hardens and um, and so it, they, they, they don't crack as, as easily as they used to. Used to be you could crack uh, pizza stones easily. They can really handle it. And you need to get it in there like 30 minutes early and get that stone really good and hot. And on my particular rig, I like around 550 to 600 degrees. So that's direct heat. All burners on high, fire it up. But what happens is, is once it gets hot, it can overshoot easily. It can go to 650, 700. And so what I'll do is I, I, I find it necessary, and everybody who listens know I'm a thermometer fanatic. It, 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 it won't surprise you, Greg, to show um, the IR thermometer that I have sent you a picture of. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've probably seen these. They're not very useful for anything else. in bar You can't tell meat temperature with them. I never recommend them for barbecue except pizza. Man, they have a laser-guided sensor. You point it at the stone, and you can get your stone reading. And there's a variety, they range in price. Um, and there, you, you can get them for 75 bucks or so. But if you're really serious about pizza, they make a world of difference because you can dial in your pizza stone temp. And that's really helpful. And when I hit 550 to 600, I turn off the burners underneath. Now, I'll talk about charcoal in a minute. I turn off the burners underneath, and so just the side burners are on. Uh -huh. And that'll hold that stone steady. Um, uh, the issue then becomes, what is the air temp? And that's one of the reasons you really want to preheat. You want to get the entire interior of your grill hot, the dome, the sides, the bottoms, so that they're all glowing. And um, uh, to get the tops, toppings done. A lot of people like to make the dough, grill it first on one side, flip it over, then put the toppings on, and I call that um, uh, grilled pizza as opposed to pizza on the grill. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's a, a, a semantic thing. Pizza on the grill is real pizza. Grilled pizza is dough that you cook on one side, flip it over, and quick throw the toppings on, and there's not room for many toppings. And they cook fast, and so they, they, you really can't get things like yeah. sausage. If you're going to put sausage on there, you've got to cook it in a frying pan. Yeah. Uh, that's a great way to cook pizza, by the way. I've had some really good um, grill, uh, grilled pizza. 
But to do real pizza on the grill, um, um, you want to just do it like you they do in the restaurants. Roll out your dough, work it out, put your toppings on, and put the whole thing on the grill. But thin, right? Thinish. 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 These Neapolitan style crusts, um, they need a night overnight to rise. Um, and they do get poofy. Um, and now the Roman doughs are thinner still. Um, and that's a, that's a preference. If you want them thicker, you can get them thicker. You can make them smaller. You can add more dough. You can play with this and you can customize it to your own taste. Because really, you're just making bread. You're just baking bread. The difference is you got a lot of stuff on top. And that's a problem for the thermodynamics because if there's a lot of liquid like tomato sauce on top, that's cooling the surface. And it doesn't get hotter than 212. Um, even though your stone is 600 underneath and the air may be four, 400 above, that liquid is going to stick around 200. It'll steam like the Dickens. Uh, so you've got to really fiddle with the... Um, and it may take you two or three attempts. I, I don't uh, like. I don't not like to uh, express my failures here on this show because I think it's uh, very important for me to make sure that I point it out so nobody else feels like they're not allowed to make a mistake. And uh, I have a Bubba Keg, the original Bubba Keg, when it was made by Inzone years ago. Uh, now it's whatever version it is today. And I have a pizza stone. Mm-hmm. But if and I so I use hardwood lump charcoal. I get it going to about 550, 600 degrees. But here's what I find: if I go a little too thick on the crust, I will burn the fucking bottom of the pizza every goddamn time, every time, every time. And then I've ruined two pizzas. And yeah. and the first one might be broaching too much done underneath. But that second one might only be on for three or four minutes. And this isn't thin crust pizza. This is a little thicker than I would probably want to go. So after four minutes, that bottom is torched. Uh And I have nothing done on the top. And I'm screwed. And I look like a complete a-hole in front of my family. Oh, you're the grill master. You can't do pizza for crap. But when I do it right, my wife makes this grilled chicken uh, and red pepper uh, mm. pizza—it's phenomenal. But man, mm. you screw the bottom up, you might as well be eating cat food. You, you, when you, you, there are a couple of things that really help when you're working with charcoal, and that is to count coals. Um, and that's why I like briquettes. Um, Ten coals produce few less heat than twenty coals. Right. And if you count coals, and working on a kamado is a really good technique because they have great insulative process. They're, they're ovens, really. They're really great ovens. But, Greg, are you working with an IR thermometer? No, absolutely not. It's, it's all the difference in the world because now you know for sure what temperature that dough is sitting on. It's sitting on that hot stone, and you don't know when you're putting it on there. And that's what's going to determine the burning of the bottom, and you've got to watch that at all times. If you've got a gun, you can really control that a lot better. Because your diet now, you're, I mean, we've talked about thermodynamics before, but you say it's getting up to 600 in there, but you're reading the dome. Yes, that's right. That's right. And that's air temp, and 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 the and and and, and now you can put your hand in a 600 degree um, uh, oven, and you can hold it there for 30 seconds or so, right? Yeah. Put your hand inside a 600 degree oven, and then. Touch the pizza stone. Right. How long do you think you can keep yeah. it there? But as, the pizza stone as quick is six hundred degrees. That's right. Yeah. The air is six hundred degrees. 
The difference is, is there's more energy stored in that pizza stone. And even though they're both 600, you'll burn the snot out of your hand if you dare touch that stone. So the stone transmits a lot more heat than the air does. And, and you need to know what that stone temp is. So is it safe to say when you're dealing with charcoal, aside from the counting, which is great, because I didn't, well, I don't, you can't count lump, I guess. Um, and lump doesn't work really well in the Kamados. However, uh, is it safer to run it if you don't have the laser gun? Is it safer to run the dome temperature at a, a 350 to 400 degree situation instead of taking it up into the, the 600, 650 degree range? Well, I mean, each oven is going to be different now. Um, remember, you're trying to cook the top, and the top is being cooked by the air, and the bottom, and the bottom is being cooked by the stone. So you've got the energy in the air, which is much less than the energy in the stone, yeah. and you're looking for that simultaneous pizza gasm, and it's tricky. And that's why the gun is really a handy thing to have if you're going to do this on an ongoing, regular basis. Um, uh, but... Um, uh, and I think the ratio was somewhere like um, three to two. I think for me, I'm discovering if it's 600 degree on the stone, 400 degree for the air is about right. Um, I haven't quite got this wired yet, but it's going to really differ, say, on a Kamado, where you've got all of this um, insulation generating heat. Um, and, and one of the things I've discovered... And you guys, if you're listening, they may still be there. The best thing, we were going to talk about some of the equipment that's out there. Yeah, for that's right. Grow. The single best tool I found is there was an outfit, and they were selling them on Amazon. Last I checked, there were 30 left. It's a little fan. I got it right here. I think I showed it to you before. Here you go. Yeah, the one you hang off on the side yeah. of your grill. It goes into the rotisserie slot. Get this, Greg. I got it. Uh, it goes right into there. the rotisserie slot, and it's metal, and it turns your gas grill into a convection oven. Wow. This really makes a difference in delivering heat. And the company's going out of business. There were like 30 left. I saw they were 35 bucks a pop. All right, what's Amazon. the name of that thing? Because I'm going to get asked here in the chat room here in just a second. What's the name of that thing? Um, Turbo Q. Turbo Tur Q. They were on Amazon. And um, letter, the letter uh, like thirty five bucks a pop. Turbo uh, the letter I don't know if there's any left. I'm trying to figure out a way, another way. I was actually playing with the um, barbecue, the dragon, trying to figure out a way to make the dragon do this. Because getting hot air moving through your gas grill, yeah, um, is a really good technique. Chicken man, we talked about chicken. Yep. it really is great for chicken skins, and it's really good for pizza. Um, but um, I've tried the pizza kettle. I think I sent you a picture of that thing. Wait, hold on uh, one second. Let me back you down just for a second. We're at, the, uh, we're, we're at the uh, uh, the breaking point here. Uh, okay. So just hang back, have some port, and uh, I'll uh, pick back up with you on the accessories here on the other side of the, uh, the read here. Uh, quickly, you know what would good on some pizza, master of Segway? El Diablo mustard. That's right. Whether you are tailgating for a college or pro team, September is kickoff season for diehard football fans, and El Diablo Mustard wants to turn your tailgate into a blazing affair. Try adding some El Diablo's fiery habanero, roasted chipotle, flaming jalapeno, or spicy mango into your favorite tailgate recipes, and you'll add a new flavor kick that's hot and intense. 
El Diablo features six bold flavors that taste great and are hot as hell. Try mango for a sweet island heat. Add a kick of Southwest with roasted chipotle. Try Steakhouse for a zing of Worcestershire and tangy tomato. Make an ordinary dog an instant chili dog with El Diablo Texas chili. Try jalapeno on some hot bacon or burger for jalapeno puree and a mustard zinc. Or try habanero for flavor inferno. You daring types demand for all heat all day. You can connect with El Diablo on the Twitter or on the Facebooks for recipes, tips, and giveaways, bold flavors, great tastes, hot as hell. El Diablo Mustard is the mustard that bites back. And again, the website, eldiablomustard.com. Happy to have them as a sponsor of this show. I did have, uh, as the read says, try some jalapeno on a hot burger uh, Sunday because we had little going on around the, uh, rarely we have this, but we had little going on uh, with the kids and stuff uh, after sporting events. So I whipped up some homemade burgers and dropped some jalapeno right on there. Top notch. Little Pickles, cheese, mayonnaise, a little jalapeno mustard from El Diablo, some ketchup, and, man, pretzel bun. Love pretzel buns. Don't get me started. ElDiabloMustard.com. That's ElDiabloMustard.com. More with Meathead and Pizza right after this. Stick around. to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. Uh, Back with Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. Don G had posted something, uh, Meathead. Charcoal Companion, Turbo Q, Turbocharged Smoker, discontinued by manufacturers. He's got it. Um, $40, free shipping. Yeah. Um, Where does it say how many are left? When I checked with them about a month ago, they were like 35 left. Because I actually called the manufacturer and I said, please don't discontinue this thing. I can help you sell them because I love them. Right. And uh, they said, ah, we just, you know, discontinue them. So they had 35 left. So there's a few left in there. I I, I I I don't get any kickback or anything, but I just think they're the coolest things. And they really made... Um, great chicken skins, and they make great pizza. Um, it's 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 convectionaire. You yep. know, it's like a convection oven. All right. So uh, uh, when we talk about stuff in the barbecue and grilling world, I mean, really, that's what we all want. We want the cookers, of course, but then we want all the gadgets and knickknacks that go along with it. Gadgets. Uh, what about gadgets or add-ons or bolt-ons or standalones that you might want to consider for the betterment of pizza outside? You know. I sent you a picture of the kettle pizza. Yeah. Hold on one um, second. I'll find that. Throw, that. throw that up if you can. Yep. Nope. Give me, give me one second. Go ahead and start to describing it and then watch uh, the magic it's, happen. It's an attachment for the Weber kettle, which is the most ubiqu- ubiquitous um, grill out there. And it's a really cool concept. And everybody's been writing about it. The New York Times, um, um, Consumer Reports. 
because it looks like a real pizza oven. You know, it's got a slit in the front, and it's really complicated. Um, there's a, they call it a tombstone pizza um, stone that fits in there. So it looks like a tombstone, and it's, it, 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 it's open around the sides and the back. And a couple of the models actually have a pizza stone that goes above the pizza, and then the flames come up. You put the wood in the back, and the flames come up, and they wrap over the top of the... And I have had two models of this, including they have a low-end one for 150 and they have a high-end one for 475 Ooh. I've got the 475 Serious Eats model, which was designed by one of my personal heroes, Ken, uh, uh, Kenji uh, Lopez-Alt, and he's just brilliant, and I admire and love everything he does. But he doesn't. He lives in an apartment, and he doesn't do a lot of grilling, and he's really whiffed on this one. Uh -oh. This this is just and the people that make this thing are so sincere, and they're tr they love pizza, and they're trying to, and it makes good pizza, but you don't need it. You can make really good pizza on a plain old Weber kettle. You don't need all of this frim-fram and uh, stuff. And it actually, I think, is self-defeating, having all that air coming oh. out the front. You're lifting the dome up. You want the heat reflecting off the dome. In fact, the best kettle pizzas I've made, I've actually raised the stone above the grate with a couple of bricks to get it closer to the dome so it reflects more heat onto the surface. you got to fiddle. You got to think about the physics here. Uh, you got to get the top and the bottom done together, and it's tricky. And the outdoor weather gets involved too. Um, the charcoal pizzas do get smokier flavor. I like the flavor better than the gas grill pizzas. There's not a lot of smoke flavor even on a charcoal pizza. Even if you think about it, when you go to the restaurants where they make um uh wood burning ovens and it's wood burning you don't taste a lot of smoke no, in it because the, the the wood is so thoroughly combusted um and the smoke goes out and up the chimney um you just don't taste it oh you got something and that that i've done that very same rig oh my god it almost looks like my setup i was gonna say this could be you right uh, i've done exactly that it you know it, it it it's okay, it just doesn't make a huge difference. Um, uh, it, it, I you know I've tried them all. I've tried, honest to God, I, Ryan and I did everything imaginable from nine to five for two solid weeks. Um, we were covered in white powder for two solid weeks. No, don't, don't, and and uh, you know just. Keep it simple. Um, uh, practice. You can expect to not get it right on the first pass. Uh, just like the first ribs you did, and just like the first um, turkey you did, you're gonna have to play with it to get the uh, system down. I mean, look at this. This is called Frank and Weber. This guy has a Weber kettle grill, and uh, he has uh, basically un. Uh, He's put that refractory brick stuff that you would find in a traditional, uh, or like a Forno Bravo or something like that, and uh, made it uh, and used his Weber kettle. And then obviously looks like he's got some kind of a, uh, of, a of a of a fire thing going on here. But look at so he's casted it from the uh, the uh -huh. the dome. Do you know what I'm saying? So he's he's put yeah, this. Uh, see, look at this thing. Is this awesome or what? I have 
honest to God, I've tried all of it. Well, I haven't tried this. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Now that is something else. I just don't find it necessary. You can't. One of the one of the issues. Oh, that's gorgeous. <laughs> um, one of the issues is um, if you want charring on the top, it's a little tricky. Um, but I, I did send you a picture of my homemade um, margarita. And yeah. uh, yep. where is that in there? Um, I'll find it again. I will. Uh, yeah, you showed it earlier, and I made it put it away. Uh, uh, where the hell is it? It is almost here. It's almost here. There it is. Nope, that's oh, not it. That's the store bot. Hold on. Here it is. Right here. Boom. Nope. Nope. Right here. <laughs> nope. nope. Yep. No. Nope. God damn it. Hold on. Oh, that's the problem. I'm using the wrong thing. Margarita, margarita. Oh, Lord. That's the Roman pizza. What did I do with it? Oh, here it is. I did it again. I think it it's this is yours. That's yours right there. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That, that's one of mine. And you can see I'm getting a little now that's just that's done on a on on a um, on a gas grill. And it looks I'm, great. I'm getting beautiful bottoms. I didn't send you the picture of the bottoms. I'm getting beautiful charry bottoms. It's a really light, fluffy crust. On the website you can see pictures of a cross section of the crumb. Um and, uh, and I've got the recipe for this. They're, they're just gorgeous. Now that's just a simple margarita. Uh, I'm a big fan of capicola on top of them, even better than prosciutto. Um, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, figs, goat cheese, um, um, a little balsamic vinegar, and then when you, you're done, you sprinkle it with some um, uh, arugula, uh, fresh arugula, and uh, drizzle of olive oil. Oh, those are good. You can play with all kinds of toppings. I mean, you guys know what you like on a pizza. Yep. Um, uh, it, it, you don't want to lay it on too thick so that things don't cook. But um, all kinds of fun things you can play with. The secret is getting the crust and getting the balance of air and, and stone temp. And um, a, 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 a gun really does help. And one of the guys in the, um, uh, in the uh, uh, chat room posted a link to an amazingly cheap one. I've never seen one that cheap. I don't know how reliable it is. For 35, 35 bucks for a gun. And you know what else you can use the gun for? I use it for checking leaks around the windows of my house. Uh-huh. You know, okay, this window leaks. Uh, let's get some more insulation in here. Um, let's get some caulking around there. Uh, you, you'll find use for it. I mean, it is useful for, like, if you're going to griddle um, burgers or steaks. Right. I mean, I grill burgers and steaks, but occasionally, I like, I, gr I griddle salmon. Occasionally, with a gun, you can point it at that griddle. And it, it, they come in, even indoors, when I'm, I'm, I'm pan frying, I've learned that, Knowing the temperature is really a nice thing to do. Yeah. Uh, now, in charge or in charge in uh, in review of some of the other more popular styles or, or regions of pizza with the five minutes we have left, uh, why don't we uh, go ahead and hit those and uh, maybe you could tell us uh, well, you know a little I bit sent about you a each. picture of Al Forno. Yeah. And this is important. I hit not uh, Al. Start with the A's. Hold on. <laughs> well, yeah, but it doesn't come like that, of course. Otherwise, it would be great. This is it right here. There you go. Uh, this is um, Al Forno Restaurant in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, uh, they make wonderful pizzas, and they're made by this method of you make the dough, and it's a very oily dough. They throw it on the grill, 
um, they grill one side. Um, then they flip it over and they throw the toppings on in a hurry. Yep. The, uh, and you got to move quick. And you can see there's not a lot of toppings. It's, it, it's sauce, a sprinkle of cheese, and shredded green onions. And you get a really crunchy because there's oil in the dough. Um, and it's an absolutely wonderful example of grilled uh, a pizza on the grill. No, grilled pizza. Great. i got to get my own terminology. That's right. Grilled pizza. Grilled pizza. And this is a fun technique, and you can do this. Um, and you get a really crunchy crust, and it can still be fluffy, and it's a lot of fun. And I've done this exact recipe. I haven't posted it to the website yet. Uh, it works. Um, you just got to mix some more oil in the dough. Um, I sent you a picture of um, Sicilian pizza. Yep, I saw that. There it is. One of my yeah. favorites, by the way. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Grandma pizzas, they call them. Um, they're done in a pan. They're usually rectangular. Um, this one has thin slices of fresh tomato. You can put pepperoni in them. Um, uh, 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 pan pizzas, but not to be confused with pan deep dish pizzas. They tend to be a thicker crust. Uh, you can vary these crusts to your own thickness desire. Again, you've got to make sure they cook through. The thicker the crust, um, you have to have more heat reaching the center of the crust to make sure it's not wet and doughy. To do that, you've got to dial down the temperature of your stone. Because yep. if your stone's real hot, it's going to burn the bottom before the center of the dough cooks. So now you've got to come down to maybe 450 or 500. It takes longer to cook, but you have essentially a loaf of bread with a topping on it, and that's a wonderful pizza to eat. The uh, Sicilian also, to me, seems to have just a little bit more of a, um, of a more robust uh, spiciness to it, or, or the, uh, the, the herbs to it uh, seem to be a little bit more prevalent. Well, a lot of that goes into the sauce. We haven't even touched on sauce. Oh. Um, uh, but, you know, I mean, you got to have oregano. I, I, I saw my hero, Alton Brown. You know, this guy's actually doing stand-up comedy now. He's going around the country doing a two-hour stand-up show where he talks about cooking. And he, in Chicago, he showed up at one of the theaters, and they said, of course, they won't let him um, build a fire or grill or cook or have an oven on the stove at this theater because we have these great Chicago fire residual sure. safety laws. So he made a pizza and cooked it with the heat of um, spotlights that are used for uh. um, illuminating like football stadium. Yeah, right. And, 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 he, and, he, and, and so he's got these spotlights on this monster grill, and uh, he cooked the pizza that way. Uh, and, and he talks about the first fight he had with his new wife was over – how much oregano in this in 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 the in the, uh, in the uh, uh, sauce? And I, at that point, my wife and I both st looked at each other because we argue about that all the time. <laughs> hey, man, it's got to be love, then, right? Arguing over oregano. Hey, uh, we're gonna have our fortieth this week. Fortieth um, day. Fortieth, yeah, fortieth anniversary this week. And when the worst arguments are over, how much oregano you're doing? All right, uh, that's right. Um, uh, the uh, Mystic Pizza. I show. I have the uh, Mystic Pizza Calzone. I uh, actually made a um, uh, a uh, a hijira, a uh, pilgrimage to Mystic Pizza. 
This is Which one of my favorite is- uh, things is the uh, is the calzone. I might, uh, I mean, I love, love pizza. Huh? But, man, if it, the calzone is good, that could be better than pizza. I haven't done one on um, the grill yet. I, I need to do that. Uh, that's, the, that's their calzone. And it's basically a, a regular round pizza dough. Um, you, you put the filling on one side, and then you flop it over and crimp it up and bake it. And um, uh, I, I, I presume you've got to flip it to get it evenly cooked on both sides. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can see it's kind of leaking um, uh, cheese on top. And then they put the um, uh, marinara sauce on the side. Uh, but that's uh, Mystic Pizza in Rhode Island. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody saw the movie, but it's a fun movie. And then there's, of course, um, Butch. Oh, yeah, there, I, there's a picture of the uh, restaurant, yep. Mystic Pizza. And then I sent you a picture of uh, classic uh, Bacinos, uh, uh, one of the better deep dish Ooh, restaurants. My. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Bourdain and a number of others. Uh, in fact, most notably, John Stewart. If you want a real laugh, you got to go see John Stewart ranting and raving about Chicago pizza. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a casserole. <laughs> um, it's it's just a different animal. And I've got a recipe for that I'm working on that it works pretty well. Um, you do it in a cast iron frying pan, and uh, um, there's a lot of um, cornmeal in the dough. Um, and then you put down at the bottom the cheese on the bottom because that protects the dough from the water leaking through from the from the tomato sauce then goes the sausage on top of the cheese then the tomato sauce and there's a lot of cheese in these things as you can see oh yeah um yeah my, i have trouble digesting them in my old age all right well this is going to be it meathead we're uh, running out of time uh so we're going to have to stop at the what is that called bacinos Bacinos is one of my local restaurants. Yeah. Oh man, it's, it looks absolutely it's a, phenomenal. It's a deep dish pizza. For yeah, uh, I, I've got the, um, the on the website uh, Pepe's uh, white clam pizza, California pizza, St. Louis pizza, which is a whole other animal, um, flatbreads um, uh, and uh, French pizzaladiere. Um, come visit my man. pizza section. Have fun. Let me know what you think. Who knew pizza could take over a show just like this? Uh, AmazingRibs.com is the website. Check it out. Join the Pitmasters Club. Obviously, a portion of that going to Operation Barbecue, so support that. Uh, Meathead, always enjoy the time, and we will see you next month, my friend. Regards to the Cleveland Cavalier Barbecue. Uh, well, thank you. There he is, Meathead Goldwyn, uh, AmazingRibs.com. Always enjoy the uh, talk about... This time with pizza on topic. Everybody loves a good pizza. Um, All right. Little behind. We'll catch up here for top of the hour. Uh, Let me talk to you quickly about the folks at the Barbecue Guru. Automatic food temperature control devices. A product that when sure keeps it there. All the way through the cook. Not too good to be true. Real life technology that you can take advantage of right now. If you're a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you are on the run with kids doing errands, you're a domestic engineer, you don't have time to sit around and do all the pit temperature stuff, the Guru allows you to throw on some meat, and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. Guru will help you maintain that pit temperature. Uh, check out the CyberQ Wi-Fi. Check out the Party Q and some of the other units that they have. You can do that by visiting thebbqguru.com if you're in the market for a cooker. Check no further than the Onyx Oven. The Onyx Oven has been winning in competition circuits as well as in the backyards for years now. 
Fully insulated, holds a lot of meat, accommodates the half and full pans for food service, working seamlessly with any barbecue guru temperature control devices. Again, do yourself a favor, head on over to thebbqguru.com, check out their products, and if you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU, that's 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around, we'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, back at it. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Thanks again to Meathead Goldwyn. Uh, the website again AmazingRibs.com, most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website on the face of the earth. Uh, the Pitmasters Club is still taking membership. I think it's 24 bucks for the year. A portion of that is being donated to Operation Barbecue Relief. Don't forget, as I told you about in the first hour, uh, you do have the chance of uh, entering in the uh, raffle for Hog with a Heart. Yeah, that will be the Ribs class, which is on the 3rd of October. It's a $275 value. Raffle ticket to 25 bucks a piece. Go and send me 25 bucks to my PayPal address, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. That's the PayPal address for the show. And reference hog with a heart or um, ribs class at uh, American Royal or whatever, just so I know. And then we'll see how many we come with. We'll have the raffle drawing next week, next Tuesday, live on the show. And uh, we will see how it goes from there. So... Easily enough, you're making a donation to a great cause, Operation Barbecue Relief, to help keep it funded. And you could possibly be winning your way for a mere $25 donation into a $275 ribs and pork class by top pitmasters on the industry right now. All right, we are going to step away and reload for the second hour. Thanks again to Meathead Goldwyn, AmazingRibs.com, talking pizza. You can get it on podcast if you're just tuning in and you missed it. But gear up for the second hour, folks. Don't go away. We'll be right back. from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate fifty four wieners. But listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> We have top men working right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Uh, You have found 
by choice or perhaps by mistake. The Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We do do this show. We do do. This show does transmit from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Ask anybody. It's the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Don't know what the barbecue, uh, don't know what the North Coast is? Read about it. Google it. I'm going to talk about that tonight. If you want to jump in the show tonight, 216-220-0966. You can also email me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Still to come tonight on the show, by the way, Clint Cantwell from Smoke in the Eye. I will also uh, be talking about September 11th to uh, round out the last interview segment of the show. So if you do have thoughts that you would like to uh, get off your chest or uh, let people be made aware of, I'll be happy to put you up and uh, we can talk about it. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. That's the email address. Coming up on next week's show, the pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, not afraid to speak the mind. Sterling Ball will be on the show. And I said I would. Took a two-week hiatus after a three-week run of substantial awesome to round out the competition roundtable. It will be the chicken edition. The competition chicken roundtable will be on the show next week. We might have a competition winner of some contest over the week. I mean, And then the week after that, Man, I'm excited. Some great products to talk about, but a 12-year NFL vet. A pretty good player, by the way. Reggie Kelly will be joining me in two weeks' time. Looking forward to that. The 2014 Sam's Club Series rolled in to Richmond, Virginia this past weekend. Uh, this was a regional final the second regional in as many weeks, by the way, seeing the top 10 teams move to the national finals that will be in Bentonville, Arkansas, on September 27th that I already mentioned earlier in the show. The top 10 teams moving on to the national finals. Remember, regionals kick away 10 teams to the national finals. In order, Grand Champion, plus 700 with a 701 and high change pig whisperers. Gretz. Reserve Grand Champion makes some of the best cookers in the stick burner fashion out there. Not having a bad competition season either. Lang Barbecue Smokers. Move. Barry and Erica take third place. Swiggin' Pig fourth. There's no place like Smoke fifth place. Booty Q sixth. Booty Q! Booty Q! Always do that. Smoke Me Silly 7th, Cajun Blaze 8th, Kewin Stewin and Bruin ninth. By the way, most recent guest of the show, Karma. And rounding out the top 10, all racked up barbecue. Uh, you had a gap of eh, 17 points between 1st and 10th. The 701 takes the win, the 684, and uh, middle change takes 10th place, and those 10 advance. To Bentonville, again, that's September 27th, so just in a couple weeks of time from now. Email from Matt Hansen to the show. Greg, my name is Matt Hansen. I just started a new team called Crooked Pigs Barbecue. I competed in my first KCBS-style competition this weekend. It was the 
Idaho State Championship. And the winner qualified for the World Food Championships in Vegas. We had some stiff competition, including Phil and Lou barbecue. I got second place chicken. Not bad. Third place pork. That's not bad. First place brisky. And how did he do? All right. Instant chat room. How do you think a third place pork, a first place brisky, and a second place chicken, what does that get you in an overall competition most times? Oh, that's right. He won grand champion his very first damn barbecue competition. Boom. Sorry, crooked. In these several months leading up to the competition, I listened to your show as much as as humanly possible. The roundtables are literally priceless. I want to thank you so much for doing what you do. I could not have done what I did this weekend without you and your program. Words can't describe how much fun my team and I had. We owe our success to you and the great guests on your show. Thanks again. Matt Hanson. Matt, congrats to you, buddy. Yeah. Hey, it ain't me. No thanks to me. I just bring on the experts. Trust me, I'm giving you a zero in uh, technical value to help win that grand championship. I mean, you know, cook a mean backyard, but you're not going to see me out on a competition trip. But having top teams in the industry right now going over those uh, round tables, yeah, I mean, to this day, the very first set of barbecue round tables I did back like 2007 with it was a brisket round table it was Leanne Whippin it was Fast Eddie Marin it was Ray Lampy and it was Jim Minion that was the very first barbecue round table ever on the history of any radio internet or otherwise where uh, teams that you know those people at that point considered some of the best cooks out there uh, back then gave it all up gave every single bit of it up and you would be surprised perhaps that you know a lot of those guys back then didn't inject not necessary that's when injection was actually just starting to become the mainstay i think half of them were doing it or um maybe they were all doing it but uh, some of them were reluctant or felt like they were being forced into injecting at that point when they really didn't feel like they they needed to or that it was an evolution that that didn't need to have uh, happen in the competition scene. But, man, getting a three out of four calls, winning a category, almost winning a second category, well, hell, almost winning all of, uh, three of four categories. Very impressive. Uh, so, Matt, uh, congratulations. And uh, more than anything, A, glad that you like the show. B, uh, and perhaps more than that, uh, so this would be A, thank you for listening, period. Thank you for listening. You know, it's emails like this that pump me up, that make me want to continue to do the show and know that I'm out there reaching at least one person and giving them some entertainment value, some some good logical information that they can apply, uh, whether it be in a competition setting or not. Uh, I, th- I would like to think that you would be able to do that. And uh, getting that kind of success right off the bat, I think... It's easy to say uh, you're going to have a great time at the World Food Championships. Uh, you might have to come on and do a segment after that to give a, a cooker's recap, especially if you win the whole thing. And, uh, you know, continued success. Uh, 
Um, you know what the bad news is about winning the very first grand championship at the barbecue contest you just cooked for the very first time? You know what the uh, downfall is? Uh, from now on out, you have to win all of them to keep up the pace. Get that big stuff out of here. You know, bar set high. Yeah, I don't think you set the, the bar higher than that, my friend. You win the first one. There's only one place you can go from here on out. Uh, I am uh, not. A lot of people were emailing me earlier saying, hey, are you going to talk about uh, Ray Rice? No. I am not going to talk about Ray Rice. I am not going to tell you uh, why I will or, well, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you why I wouldn't talk about him. If you can't figure out why I won't talk about him, you should question yourself. Uh, I will take uh, 30 seconds to reference the passing of uh, one of the funniest women ever on the face of the earth. And if you aren't familiar with exactly how funny she was, you should Google, YouTube, find old CDs, tapes, A-tracks, records. Get your mitts on it. Uh, Joan Rivers obviously uh, died from like plastic surgery. Um, but man, if you... If you... Have never heard how funny she. I mean, forget about the crap on the, you know, the fashion police BS. I'm talking about you know like the 50 years that preceded that, and the accomplishments that she made in the industry, being a female comic. If you're a fan of comedy and funny, man or woman, nary a difference. Get your hands on some archives of Joan Rivers stand up when she would sit in for uh, Johnny Carson classic got a little long in the tooth on the plastic surgery stuff but funny nonetheless folks a quick public service announcement from barbecue brothers and the sisters out there Uh, one of your show sponsors Stephen DeFranco from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers a self-admitted barbecue junkie just uh, recently got out of barbecue rehab because he's so big of a junkie Uh, There's a lot of holidays are going to be coming up. Uh, We don't want to do the same old thing that we do for mom or for dad or for whoever it is. Think about watches, Bolova watches. Not spending a lot of money. You don't have to. Bolova watches, stylish, affordable, starting under $200. Uh, You have a uh, precisionist. I have a precisionist. It's the most accurate watch in the world. Then you have the Accutron line of watches as well. High end without the high price, the Cadillac and the Bolova line. Uh, this this uh, watch will start uh, just under $600. It goes up from there. But the Bolova Accutron watch gives you that high-end style, quality, and lifestyle without breaking the bank. Now, maybe you're a gadget junkie. Citizens is perfect for the gadget guy or gal. It's got eco-drive technology, converts light into energy, powering your watch perfectly and accurately. Need a timer for your barbecue cooking? Some citizens have multiple timers along with alarms and multiple time zones. And you got my man Philip of Philip and Company making those cottage watches over there on the west side of Cleveland. Uh, they started just under 900 bucks. They are registered with Philip himself, numbered and registered. So here's what you do visit stephendefranco.com. That's Stephen DeFranco, D I F R A N C O. Or give him a call, 440 943 2700. That's 440 943 2700. After you find what you like on the website. Give Steve a call, ask for Steve, tell him your barbecue brother or sister, and then he's going to give you the real price. A lot of that stuff on the website. He can't give you the full discounted price through manufacturers. 
rules and regulations. But once you call him, then he can open it up. Uh, a lot of that stuff is obviously going to be shipping for free. The engraving, uh, the batteries for life on the watches, set the time for you. you. Get that watch care package, extra year of warranty on those watches. And you get a watch through Stephen DeFranco. No reason that you shouldn't be checking him out, at least price shop. Let him ask you a bunch of really good questions and not get upsold by those chumps in the mall at the chain stores. StephenDeFranco.com, 440-943-2700. Ah, Sweet Blue is up next. Stick around. From the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by CookinPellets.com. That's right, CookinPellets.com. I just ran out of CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also purchase at a uh, up-and-coming website called uh, Amazon.com. Cookinpellets.com, proud sponsor of this show. Proud to have them sponsor this show. Uh, joining me now, a, a TV sensation, a, a editor of Grilling.com, a pitmaster of Smoke Into Eye barbecue competition cooking team, and a guy I've met in person and uh, seen win hundreds and hundreds of dollars in a gambling scenario. It's uh, Clint Cantwell joining me. Clint, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Clint, hit the uh, camera button on your computer so we can see that lovely face. I don't know where the camera button is. Oh, I got you. There you go. Here we come. Here he is. He's coming up. Here he's coming up. Oh, there he is! Sporting a stylish uh, Kingsford cap. Um, What does that say underneath it in the script? Is that like Dale Jr.'s uh, autograph? Kingsford Racing. Kingsford Racing. Who's the the car there? Who's their driver? Uh, uh, Don Geiger can can chime in on All that right. i'm not really a nascar fan <clears throat> i'm not either but uh through work uh i should be because um you know they're one of my customers but i, I mean i know my team i should say but uh i forget who the kingsford guy um racing do we have to blah 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 aj almondinger not a joke mm. not a joke with that AJ. name yeah, good old A.J. Almondinger. He's an Almondinger, Clint. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about, uh, well, we can talk about a couple of different things here, but uh, first and foremost, uh, you had your your episode of American Grilled. Uh, this is on the Travel Channel. This might even uh, uh, precede uh, DivaQ's show, right? Or is that just what uh, I see? It might. Yeah, it was on... At the lead in. 8 o'clock Central. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell me about the show um, and what drew your interest. Were you, invite, were, were you invited to uh, be on the show? Or did you have to try out for the show? Like, how do, you, uh, how do you get up for this kind of a deal? Yeah, it was actually a casting. We did a Skype interview, and 
a written interview and they narrowed it down to four people in every city. It was 13 cities total, 13 separate one hour segments for the show. And mine was the Memphis episode. How many people were up for the Memphis one? Do you have any idea? They say, oh, it's, it's between you and 700 other people that we're going to be Skyping with or what? Yeah, I think it was like 10,000. Are you kidding me? Anywhere between 40 and 10,000. Between 40 and 10,000. So when you're doing the Skype video, do you just immediately <laughs> take no the shirt idea. off and you're like, I'm Clint Cantwell. Start showing like hair and whatnot, or uh, like what? It what did. questions are Drew they asking? Face on my belly and made it talk. Yeah. What? Uh, what questions are they asking you in a in a Skype interview? Oh, how much you cook? What's the craziest thing that you've cooked? You know, really base type questions. Uh, you, Why you, should you be on the show? And what are you going to do to win? Do you feel like you have to? tell them an answer or do you feel comfortable enough just giving an honest answer and figuring if it's good enough they'll take you and if not they you know who cares you don't you don't care if you're on the show or not yeah i mean i i said i am who i am and i'm gonna beat the f-u-c-k out of anyone that you throw at me so that's that and did you spell it out or did you just say it <laughs> i said it yeah wow don't say that on here. I'll hang up on you. Um, all right, so you make it through the interview process, and then they, they call you back and say, okay, Clint, uh, you have made it onto the, uh, the the finalists, and you, here's you and two other people are going to be on the show, or how does the, the great news come into you? Yeah, I got, uh, I got a couple of follow-up calls from some producers on the show, and then there was a bit of radio silence, and I got a call saying, you made it on the show. You're going to compete against three other folks, and we're going to film next week. So it was very little turnaround on it and virtually no details on what the show actually entailed. Did you know, um, like, how did you, uh, you said it was an open casting call. Did they say, you know, if you're a backyard griller and you can make anything out of anything, then this is the one you want to try and... Uh, or you just did you assume that it might be like a chopped type of a of a setup given the amount of people that were going to be competing against you? Yeah, I had a a general feeling that it was going to be a chop type show that they were going to throw stuff at us and try to get it done. But you know, they didn't give us any real insight into the time that was involved if it was a elimination type thing. Or, or any of that until we sat down with the producers the day before filming started and they kind of went through the, the rules and, and everything for the show. Let me ask you something. If you get down there, you know, you commit to the show, but then you're talking to the uh, producer and he throws something on the left field and you're like, man, that's bad for the brand or I don't believe in that personally or whatever. Could you just like ditch out of the show and they got like Joe S the ragman in the back in the bullpen in case somebody drops out or what, like what would happen if you were just completely against or, or not on board with what the actual rules of the thing were? Yeah, we actually had a, an understudy, a fifth person who was there. If any of us dropped out or, you know, had an allergic reaction to shrimp or something like that. 
So would... he was basically sitting around hoping that one of us would drop out. Right. He he made the trip just in in hopes of something tragic going on to fill in. Um, all right. So yeah. as they say, the show would have gone on no matter what. Um, all right. So you uh, where was this again? We filmed down on Beale Street here in Memphis. All right, Memphis, that's right. Yeah, and it was back in April, I think. So you know, I've been sitting on the results of the show for five months or contract. whatever. You, you have to sign contract for that? Or anything like that. They can't tell anybody yeah, and you sign so a big contract? Thick, right. All right, so what happens? We'll get to the show in a second, but this stuff is way more interesting. What happens if you spill your guts on the Facebook or on the Twitter? That, hey, just back from Memphis, totally won, hashtag F the contract, and suck it, double. Like, what what would happen yeah, to you? I, I actually don't know. It it had a lot of verbiage in there about losing your house. And, you know, there was monetary stuff involved. But, honestly, I don't know if they'd just scrap an entire episode or what would happen in that case. Hmm. You remember... Uh, so I just tapped quiet i mean i had ten thousand dollars on the line so yeah right you had a, you had good motivation um because yeah. you would recall that uh, when we were uh, in the metropolis of bell missouri for the very first kingford invitational like we were tweeting out as they were happening results for a tv show that was getting recorded that wasn't going to air for months but nobody yeah. said anything to us about don't do this don't tell anybody keep it under wraps uh, I don't even think the contestants were, were even kept. So, it, I mean, at least there was uh, some monicum of effort to uh, keep this one under wraps uh, and just not let it out of the bag. The Kingsford Invitational people knew right away who had won that thing. So you definitely didn't have the element of surprise that you did with this show. All right, so uh, once you show up for Day Of, what are you anticipating? Uh, and, and this, you know, to be fair for the people who don't know Clint, if you look back on his uh, storied competition career, uh, he's done um, things like this uh, where you're competing against a couple other people. You're making up dishes. You did that. Was it a Blue Moon Burger thing that you won, uh, with, you know, two or ten years back or whatever it was? Uh, so, yeah. you know, you're used to being in, under pressure and having to work with uh, ingredients that maybe most people aren't familiar with, whatever the case may be. Uh, so, like, what are your uh, what are your expectations going in, and then uh, how are you feeling as the show is starting to uh, actually tape, and, you, and you're getting what you're going to be cooking? Yeah, I mean, I had again, I had no idea what was going to happen, so I spent a good few days reading through cookbooks. I've got a few hundred barbecue and grilling cookbooks and traditional cookbooks in my office, and just jamming my head full of stuff, uh, you know, just waiting to see what they threw at us. Are, are you uh, coached at all to be gregarious and ebullient as the uh, TV filming is happening, or uh, are you not, are you, if you're not, yeah, uh, if, were, you, you know, if, if you're not like Mr. Character, it doesn't... Go ahead. Trying to egg me into to talking smack about the other competitors and you know, just to put on a show. But when you've got 20 minutes to turn out a dish, I was really focused on on that and winning the money versus trying to, to come off as, as, you know, a shit talker, S-H-I-T talker. Right. Watch out. 
Uh, so what are what are you uh, tasked with to cook for your uh, for your show? Uh, the first round was smoked bologna and cabbage. So we had to come up with an appetizer in 20 minutes, and one person was eliminated out of the four after that one. Uh, what did you make? Uh, I figured that everyone else was going to do some sort of a grilled coleslaw with the cabbage, so I made grilled sauerkraut and then wrapped the bologna with bacon, and I made a smoked mustard and put it all on toasted bread. So it was kind of like a a sausage sandwich on a plate. And are you, uh, do, do they uh, just eliminate a person, or is one person, like, uh, chosen as the winner of every round? No, you go up in front of the judges. We had uh, Claire Robinson from the Food Network and David Guas, who's the host of the show, and then Kelly English, who's one of the top chefs here in Memphis. I think he's a James Beard award-winning chef and uh, has a ton of accolades that we were presenting to. And then they went through and critiqued the dishes and said, you know, one or two dishes stood out, but these two failed to impress, and -and so-and-so, you're going home. What's it like for you uh, to receive feedback directly from these judges? I mean, I don't know. Do you know any of these people personally outside of, uh, you know, seeing these people on a show? Yeah, I know Kelly, Kelly English fairly well. You know, we've met at different events and whatnot. The critique of my food was pretty minimal. I thought that they were stretching a little bit to make something for television, but I knew that that first dish was spot on when I saw everyone else's stuff. So I wasn't really worried at that point about getting cut. Uh, what about the next uh, section? You, you passed through the first round. What about the next round? Yeah. Then we went on to a 40 minute round and that was pork belly. We had sorghum syrup and cherries soaked in moonshine. So what do you concoct out of that? I, I would imagine knowing you, you immediately just drank the moonshine, and then it's a free-for-all from there? Uh, yeah, then I got naked and ran around, and that was the end of the show. You get $10,000, sir, for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. So what are you, uh, what are you making with those ingredients? So the moonshine I knew was going to be a harsh ingredient. I used the cherries and a little of the moonshine, grilled some strawberries, and made a barbecue sauce out of that. And then the pork belly, I grilled it a little and put it in some braising liquid, wrapped it up in foil and let that fat and meat break down. And I also made corn cakes, which weren't, uh, they didn't have anything to do with the secret ingredient, but I just wanted to show a little something extra. I had the time to do it and you know, kind of try to wow the judges by baking on the grill. Did they uh, seem to appreciate that? I would imagine when you um, take a risk like that that has nothing to do with whatever the, the, the main ingredient is and it is yeah. not good, you could be opening yourself up to undue criticism that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Oh, sure. Yeah, and it could have failed miserably. But, you know, I wanted to set myself apart and really show that I could throw everything at them in 40 minutes so you know i took the risk it may have failed 
but you know they they had a slight criticism about the corn cakes, but together the dish worked really well. All right, uh, so you make it through that round, and, and then, Claire, uh, who's on the best thing that I. What did she say? Oh, she said it's the best barbecue sauce she's ever had. Oh, so really? If that means anything. Wow. So when you see her on the next best thing ever, it's the best. Yeah, she's going to be ever. talking about me. And... Be talk- she was saying your your sauce is the best stuff. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. She loves my sauce. That's right. Great. Um, you make it through that round. You're going into the final round. Uh, what are you tasked with there? Uh, the final round. What the hell did we have? We had, oh, we had monster steaks. We had uh, ramps, which are kind of like little green onions. Uh, what else? We had a pickled vegetable of sorts, like a relish, and one other ingredient, which I'll think of in a minute. So when you see... Oh, Swiss chard. Uh, switch art. Uh, so when you see the ingredients, is it, I mean, you, you just figure everybody's going to be grilling a steak. Or are you going to get crazy and cut up like little pieces yeah. and make a uh, beef? What, what do they call that? Raw beef stuff? There's a fancy name for it. Beef pate or. Carpaccio or uh, beef tartare. Yes, tartare. Right. Yeah. So what, like, what are you, what are you up to? Uh, I wanted to keep the, the steak intact but I made a chimichurri sauce, you know, like a Brazilian chimichurri sauce and actually cut a pocket in the steaks and stuffed it in there so it could kind of absorb that flavor while it was cooking on the grill. How does that finished product end up? Do you uh, take it out or you just leave it in there like a stuffing? And uh, so I would imagine depending on how it's made. So when they'd cut into it, they'd, they'd come across those pockets of the chimichurri and their reaction. Well, I mean, I mean, you want it, so I mean, obviously they like. But like, yeah, uh, they so what did they think? Did they like the concept I mean, Blake, of you know Blake, getting the in? The guy that I was competing against is a he's a Brazilian style cooker, so I knew Ooh. his steak was going to be awesome, and I wanted to do something special. I actually put the steaks on a wood plank and let them smoke for a while before I seared them over the on the hot grill. Was there any thought into like, hey, I'm doing chimichurri Brazilian style because I'm going to show this punk ass across the grill for me who the real man is? Uh, no, I thought of that after the fact, but it's it's so quick. I mean, they unveil the ingredients. You got to come up with something quick. And, you know, that just jumped into my head. So I went with that and got it on there so the steaks could smoke and I could focus on the other ingredients. Uh, so you you end up winning it all, uh, you know. Ten grand is yours to keep. Uh, you know when they announce you as the winner, uh, I mean you've won uh, other stuff. Uh, where does this win rank amongst other wins that you have uh, garnered here over the years? Oh, I think it's it's up there at the top. I mean to be able to cook under pressure like that, having no idea what you have to to use as ingredients, and to get it all done without any real criticism from the judges is it's an outstanding accomplishment so where does uh where does one go from here uh i don't know i'm petitioning for a all-star episode of american grill they're coming back for season two so i thought 
me and the winners of the other 12 episodes could show down and I could beat the hell out of them too. Is that something you've pitched uh, directly to TLC? Yeah, they, or? I mean, they mentioned it after the show taped and I've been you know, tweeting about it online and I've mentioned it a few times. So we'll see. Shouldn't, shouldn't you have more than one season under the belt to have like a, a return of awesome competitors? Don't you want to have like four or five? So maybe you have yeah. a, just a run of average talent. I mean, somebody's got to win, right? Yeah, I think Big Brother, the TV show, they went 11 seasons yeah. or something before bringing folks back. Or, uh, you know, well, I guess Jeopardy does it. Maybe Jeopardy does it like every year. Or, well, maybe they don't. I had that guy on my show like a couple months ago. What's his name? The Jeopardy guy? Yeah. Um, Chu. Arthur Chu. Oh, okay. Yeah, he lives in Cleveland. Um, didn't come to my house because, you know, thought I was a creep. And uh, But we talked about how, how great he I mean, he won like 300 Gs inside of uh, what, what ended up being two days of taping or three days of taping. So, you know, not a bad take. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, uh, Clint, what else is going on with, uh, you know, your, your uh, internet ventures, the media group, the conglomerates? Yeah, it's all busy. Doing recipes a lot. I'm doing recipe development for a couple of different companies doing PR for Melissa Cookston and a couple of other companies. Uh, I got invited to go and do some demos and MC a grill off at Taste of Atlanta next month. Yeah. Uh, judging a big burger bash here in Memphis in a couple of weeks. So things are good. And uh, where can go for a living? Yeah. Where can people go to, to find out more about Clint? Uh, oh, wow. I guess smokingtoeye.com or grilling.com. We got new stuff up there five days a week. So that's where all my recipes are going these days. All right. Uh, Clint Cantwell just won 10 fr- Well, you know, <clears throat> as far as After TV time. it's like 50 hours. Right. Uh, but as TV time is concerned, just one uh, or just netted $50, but grossed uh, ten grand at the American Grilled, uh, his section of the competition. Uh, Clint, appreciate the uh, interview, the look back, and continued success, my friend. Thank you. Aren't you supposed to call me a name? I'll call you a name when I want to, dick face. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, All I'll right. talk. Thank you very much, Rempy. I'll see you at the casino. All right. You'll see me losing, of course. No doubt about it. Clint Cantwell, uh, Smoke and I, um, we finally met face-to-face at the Kingsford Invitational. And there was a huge casino underneath the, uh, where the hell we were staying at, like the five seasons or the four seasons or whatever. There was a casino underneath there. And it was me and him, and I think we were out partying with the Brad Orison, and everybody was like, oh, it's midnight. It's too late for us. we got to turn in. Clint and I were like, man. This bitch is just ramping up what to do. Two young men in St. Louis, what to do. So we uh, grabbed a couple of adult libations, went down. I promptly lost $50 on the uh, blackjack table, and I said, hey, Good night, everybody. Good night. Six o'clock in the morning, Clint rolls back to the bedroom, up uh, 750 bucks. Not bad. You can win it quick. You can lose it quick, I believe is what they say. Uh, all right, folks, uh, we'll come back with a uh, September 11th segment. Before we do that, let me talk to you about 
Butcher Barbecue Products. There is uh, no better or easier way to increase the awesomeness of your barbecue by adding a little or a lot bit of Butcher Barbecue to your arsenal. We all know Butcher's well-known for the injection stuff, the uh, pork injection, the beef injection, the prime injection, the bird booster. Folks, if you are uh, the people that complain that chicken doesn't taste good, I can't get any flavor, it's just on the top, and it doesn't get down it. The excuses are now over. All you have to do is go to your friendly neighborhood internet, type up butcherbbq.com, and then in the product section, look for bird booster. Bird booster. There are a number of different flavors to choose from. Uh, is it going to keep your chicken moist? Yes. But I brine. Let me tell you something. Brining is for old women. You want to retain 7% moisture? Brine, like the rest of the uh, Tom Foolers in this nation. You want to maintain a 21% moisture in that chicken? You bird boost. Bird boost, bird boost, bird boost. Uh, to my count, that's three times more moisture retention uh, than brining. Maybe you want to look into bird boost. Maybe you want to try all of the flavors. Maybe you want to finally be the guy that doesn't bitch and moan and complain about how chicken doesn't taste good and there's no flavor. How about this? Rubs and sauces. Dave has them. Buy the truckload. Steak and brisket rubs. Uh, rib rubs. Premium rubs. Honey rub. Love the honey rub. If you use, if you inject, try the premium rub. It's uh, formulated to work with a uh, injections. Perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. Uh, of course, the sweet barbecue sauce that I talk about each and every week. Love that stuff. Get six. It's going to go fast. Don't worry about breaking the bank on shipping. Uh, any tween, anything between uh, fifty-five bucks or less, ship at eight dollars and fifty cents. Between fifty-five and two hundred, ship at nine dollars and seventy-five cents. And anything over $200 ships free, of course. Uh, the lesson that we learn each and every week is that you should just buy $201 worth of stuff and get the free shipping. Uh, easy to do. You're not going to be disappointed with anything. And uh, Dave, always happy to take your comments, input, and otherwise asking questions. You know, he only happens to be a championship pitmaster. I mean, what do you need to talk to him for? ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always, always trust your butcher. A... T-Y-B. A-T-Y-B. Always trust your butcher. Never mind. Uh, we're back right after this. Big name interviews. Advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. The women, the whiskey, craziness. There's whiskey in my soul. I've been drifting down that open highway, fingering the air, cause I do things. I think there are disappointed people that I didn't make Clint say, well, hold on. I got it right here. Let me uh, ease the disappointment. 
a lot of people wanted here uh, wanted him to say this. Oh, hold on. Let me try again. Ah, oh, sweet blue. <laughs> wow. You better have my donuts. Ah, oh, sweet blue. All right. Is that good for everybody now? We're all good. Ah, sweet blue. Thanks to uh, Clint Cantwell. Smoke in the eye barbecue is his blog, uh, grilling.com. Uh, he is the uh, editor. And uh, I, I, I would, there's a number of, uh, I guess we would call a guest bloggers or writers or contributors or, you know, whatever the uh, snazzy term of the day is for that. But uh, Clint is the person that pretty much dictates what's happening over there at grilling.com. Don't let anybody fool you. He's much too modest to talk about that. Uh, and congratulations to him on the big win for American Grilt. <laughs> All right, so uh, Thursday marks 13 years from when uh, terrorists right here in America decided to hijack three planes, uh, four planes, and fly them into various parts of our country. Uh, Two found their way to the heart of New York City and uh, buildings in in my... I don't know if I'm a skyscraper guy, but I always thought the World Trade Centers were very unique. Uh, Having uh, grown up in in, uh, upstate New York uh, for most of my life until the 7th, 8th grade, um... Got to see a lot of the New York City stations, you know, Channel 11, WPIX, where I watched the Yankees growing up. And uh, there was always a commercial where there was a, a shot panning up, and then there were the, the Twin Towers as number 11 WPIX. Um, seeing it in, in every movie ever, um, to be all of a sudden in a, in a position where they're not up anymore. They're not standing anymore. They're gone, like, forever is uh, still 13 days, 13 years later, uh, mind-boggling to me. Um, I was a young, well, 13 years ago, uh, would put me uh, right around 27 years old. I was uh, a very young, kind of out-of-college guy, uh, making sales call out to the west side of Ohio, um, if you're familiar with Ohio at all, then you're a big roller coaster fan, uh, Cedar Point, uh, so Sandusky, Ohio. And I was out in the, it's, it's Cedar Point and then Cornfields forever. And I was out in the Cornfields listening to Howard Stern, who uh, then was still on terrestrial radio. And Robin Quivers uh, interrupted uh, one of Howard's interviews and said, hey, the, there was just a report of a, of a, uh, of a plane crashing into the World Trade Center. And I didn't think too much about it. Um, I did think right off the bat, how do you miss that? Or something must happen to the pilot or, some, you know. But plane, like propeller plane, never thought for a second that airliners were uh, hitting and about to hit uh, each of the World Trade Centers. And then a handful of minutes pass, and then she comes back on again, Robin, and uh, says, oh, Howard, uh, there's been... Uh, 
these are jets that are crashing into the World Trade Center and, you know, we're under attack. And um, then to hear that one is, uh, you know, there was a disturbance over at the Pentagon and planes are being grounded. And I was in the middle of nowhere. Uh, had a four-month-old kid at that point, almost to the day. Uh, she was born on May 8th. This was September 11th. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I'm an hour and 10 minutes away from my house. I don't know what's going on with my wife. Uh, cell phones weren't hugely prevalent uh, back in uh, 2001 still. Um, much more pervasive than they were uh, or uh, the than they were originally, but still not where we are today, where everybody has them. And I'm thinking, man, we're under attack. And they're using planes. And if you know anything about aviation and how many planes and jets are up in the air during the day, it's mind-boggling to think for as bad as it was, if if it would have been 10 times worse or 20 times worse, what cities they could have taken advantage of. And I'm nowhere near anybody that I wanted to be near. And I turned around and I race to home. And the streets are emptying. And I blow through the middle of downtown Cleveland, and I got to be the only car on the driveway or uh, on the highway at this point. And finally, make it back uh, to my in-laws, which is where everybody uh, ended up going, because you know nobody knows where to go. And uh, now we watch the replays of the planes going into the World Trade Center, and then we watch them go down, and it's confirmed that the Pentagon was struck, and that there is a plane out in Pennsylvania that. Uh, has crashed as well into the fields and then to learn the stories that come out of there and you know for years uh i wanted to have a and if you go back and listen to the to this uh, show every september 11th or around september 11th the segment uh, there was a time where i was calling for a channel to be made a cable channel to be made that showed what happened on september 11th 2001 in a loop over and over again and the idea behind that is to make sure that you know my kids growing up you know the more time that passes the more you get away from it and it's just it's just what happens it's not it's not as fresh as it was the year after it happened or two years or five years and we're getting on 13 years now but the idea was to keep it so people would would go by it, or maybe they would they would they would want to go back and remember how they felt, so they so they wouldn't forget. And then I watched a special uh, last year and was listening to a uh, lady who uh, whose kid uh, son was on one of the planes that went into the World Trade Center, and she said, you know. Uh, uh, and this gave perspective for me. And I, and I think, you know, half of me still wants to have that channel. Uh, you know, so in 100 years from now when that channel is still playing, uh, people 100 years removed or 113 years removed uh, understand what that was like. 
um, here on 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 our turf. You know, not uh, not somewhere else, but right here, in uh, in the big in, in 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 the capital of the country. You know, New York City. Um, and she said, you know, every I see, every year I, I see these planes. Uh, you know, it's it's just reenacted, not reenacted, but it's replayed and replayed and replayed. And she's like, I, I can't watch it anymore. I, I don't turn on the television anymore. Uh, I don't watch those. And I'm thinking, you know, why don't you watch them? And she said, it's because every year I watch my son die again, multiple times during the course of the day. I watch his plane go into the World Trade Center. And, I was, oh. and I, that was a perspective that I never got. That I. For as much as me wanting to uh, never forget, I never thought that, you know, having that play is, you know, for the, all those people in those planes specifically. I mean, think about it. How many times do you, do you watch, have, have you seen the planes go into the World Trade Center and it just, it doesn't register that there's people in there. Like it doesn't. I mean, be honest. I mean, you 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 think you, you it's it's there, but it's just, and you see it, and it just doesn't seem like those people were taking off to go to L.A. and San Francisco and had business and were going to see family. I mean, there were some people on those planes. And you'd watch man, you're just watching them go right into those buildings, and you'd hear the story of uh, Somerset and the, how they overtook the plane, Shanksville. Uh, it is... I mean, think about that the next time you're, you're you know, when you, when you watch when they're going to reshow it again. There's people on those planes. There's people on those planes, and it's like you watch it, and it just doesn't, doesn't even register. And uh, it's just something that, you know, I... For as long as I do the show and, uh, you know, I always say if, if I never had the show or if I stopped doing the show, you know, in a year from now or, or two years from now, um, you know, I would probably delete all the all the social media stuff because, you know, I have that for the show. I have it for promotion. I have it for the uh, the, the promotion of my sponsors that uh, graciously uh, support this show uh, and uh, believe in it. Um, but this you know this specific thing is you know is very close to me and i don't i mean i i don't i can't sit here and name off 10 people that i know personally that uh, were victims in that um that i never see again like uh, a lot of other people do um but it is it's just it's just imperative to me it's it's a passion for me to make sure that when we get around this time uh, especially if September 11th doesn't happen to fall on a Tuesday, that uh, you know I said uh, that I set aside even these 14 minutes, which seems paltry um, over the course of uh, you know of a year before I do it again. To remember the people that lost their lives on September 11th, to remember the people that were taken advantage of and uh, murdered on September 11th, and uh, to also remember the. The heroes, the policemen, the EMS, the firefighters that went into harm's way. And that's what they do. Uh, emergencies, you know, I'm running out, they're running in. And uh, that was all part of the plan. And, uh, yeah, you know, those bastards got them. Um, they got what they wanted. And I'm sure they wanted more, but they got a lot. A lot. A lot of people died that day. A lot of people shouldn't have died that day. 
We've tried to make changes uh, for the betterment of it, but you know, making changes versus not forgetting, uh, it's not going to happen on this show's watch, uh, especially when we get down to, to this time of the year. And uh, you know, I'm not reading the, the comments or anything because I'm not looking to, to try and take anybody's thoughts and, and make them my own. This is just me talking for these, uh, for these 14 minutes tonight. And uh, we'll do it again next year, and we'll do it again the year after that. And as long as I have this show, uh, I will always sign off the way that I do, and we will always hold a special segment for uh, September 11th because I I don't want to let anybody forget about it. I think we're at a time now where you know just media and and what's available on the internet uh, pretty much makes that impossible. But uh, I do believe that the farther you get away, uh, the farther you get away. And I don't want that to happen here uh, for this show. It can happen on other shows, but it's not going to happen on this show. So uh, we will uh, we will do it again next year. Absolutely, 100%. All right, uh, we will be back after the Big Pop Smokers read to wrap up the show. If you didn't know, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, Spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Uh, Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. The rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, including the 2012 and 13 World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, the 2012 Jack Daniels Invitational, the 2013 Kingsford Challenge, and the 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, plus many more to come. BPS also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two unique barbecue competitions, King of the Smokers, which brings the best of the best in the head-to-head back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker unique in the fact that Contestants cannot use any electrical devices, such as pellet cookers or pit minders. They're only allowed to use charcoal wood and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes competitions around. And then the other one, the uh, guinea pig, which is a cost-controlled event that helps bring in newcomers to the world of competition barbecue. Also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentive to get the new folks into the competition. On top of all of that, Big Papa's has created a unique brand ambassador program, the Big Papa Smokers Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind that Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this with only four years' experience in the business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain and benefiting children's charities across the United States. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. And of course, as mentioned earlier, Sterling Ball will be on the show next week. All right, uh, we're back to wrap it up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, all right, 216-220-0966, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Uh, just kind of scanning through the uh, chat room now. Uh, Matthew writing, Greg, if you see this, can you say thanks to my friend Nick, who was training pilots to go over and fight them? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, Matt actually lost friends uh, in the attack and uh, most of all lost good friends after that in the war. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. The war. Let me uh, check the email here real quick. Uh, if uh, you have any uh, questions or concerns about the show, you feel free to email me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. You call me, 216-220-0966. Uh, before we wrap it up, uh, I do want to mention that uh, you have the option of uh, giving a $25 donation for raffle ticket uh, to win a $275 uh, ticket for the October 3rd uh, ribs and uh, everything pretty much pork. So it's $25. You send it to my PayPal address, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. We'll run it for the week, and then Tuesday of next week, we will uh, draw the winner. All right, all the way back in the first hour is Meathead talking pizza, pizza, and more pizza. You can get it on the replay. Then we talked with Clint Cantwell in the top of the second hour about his win on uh, American Grill. And uh, then we uh, talked a little... September 11th, uh, just this past segment. Uh, all replays can be found at the uh, internet, YouTube, iTunes, all that good stuff. TheBBQCentralShow.com. Uh, if you have raw cast iron, it's seasoned it each and every time. Little uh, Pam, little Crisco, let it burn back in. Generations of Rust Research. Also, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's your, pro- uh, your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.